If you like baseball, then this is your show. Noah and Brian and Adam will host. Trashing on the umps and making hot takes. We love Joe Panic because he rakes. Yeah! It's non-stop baseball podcast. It's non-stop baseball What is up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 92 of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast, officially the last predictions episode of the 2023 season, our last episode before opening day. We are less than a week away from opening day, which means me and your boys from the Nonstop Baseball Podcast, plus you know him as the Cincinnati Reds coming in second, Corey Seager, AL MVP (laughs) man, Hunter are going to be at the Mariners versus Guardians on opening day, the battle for America's team. Adam, Brian, how hyped are you? Dude, Bieber Castillo. Bieber versus Castillo. It's going to be insane. I'm just, I'm pumped up, man. I'm so excited to be in Seattle and not go to school this week, mainly. (laughs) Imagine still having to go to school. Couldn't be me. What a loser. (laughs) Yeah, but I am out of both work and school this week, so I am I am pumped to, you know, me and Brian going to explore Olympic National Park, and then me and all the boys, we're going to be at freaking opening day. It's going to be great, um, but I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I know I didn't prep you for this, but who's going to have the play, either defensively or offensively, that we're all talking about? um Ooh. opening day i'll Ooh. give you some time to think um Ooh. by giving out uh my prediction i'm going with colton wong colton wong is going to do something crazy either a little diving play or maybe a lunge and behind the back flip to jp crawford to start a double play i think colton wong is gonna do something crazy defensively but you might have someone that's just gonna hit a tank so far that we can't believe it that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say i was gonna say josh bell is gonna hit a ball so far that we we don't know what to do see i was gonna go with josh bell and then i thought if josh naylor does it and bat flips it i think i think that might take the cake for me so I'm going to go with Josh Naylor, who had a great little end of the season slash playoff run last year. Yeah. You, you guys just made me realize I didn't even, I mean, with the WBC, I've been focused on all that. In our opening day matchup, we're going to see quite a few players that bring some great energy to the, to the yes, field as we well, right? Indeed. You know, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, but um, it might but, even be just a dominant pitching performance. Like I could see Luis Castillo or Shane Bieber just having a dominant shutting performance it down. And a little hyped up on the mound. Saw all those guys out there in the WBC getting hyped, and they're just like, "Man, I'm kind of missing out on that. I want to get hyped myself." Oh yeah, we're gonna see a swing so bad on a Castillo changeup. It's gonna be great. <laughs> um, but if you want to follow that adventure on Instagram or Twitter, follow us at nonstopbbpod on both of those platforms. It's the same name. I'm sure we'll post some stuff. You'll see me and Brian uh, in the airport. But then also you'll oh, probably yeah. be a 
tender review, maybe in the airport, in the ballpark, everywhere. Multiple chicken Every, tender everywhere reviews. Everywhere we can, yeah. let's be honest. Everywhere we can, we're going to be cranking out as many <laughs> tender reviews as possible. Uh, um, so, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. But this week, we still got some business to do. We have we're in a AL. goofy mood this week. It's beautiful. It's in a, we have AL and NL East predictions. And these are, for me, the hardest divisions yet. Like from yeah. pound for pound, hardest divisions uh, to. to I, uh, I would predict. say one of them is harder than the other one, in yes. my opinion. One is clearly harder for me. Yes. So sure. let's start with the easier one, which I think is the National League. National League is easier for me, yes. Okay. Let's do agree, National agree, League. Agree. Okay, now I need to make up my mind. Oh, so <laughs> foolish. <laughs> just uh, out of time. Just uh, have these predictions done way ahead of time. Like a I real did. professional. And then, I, then I look at them and I'm like, Ugh. Nope, commit. First place. Mm. It's all about the Mets, baby. Mm. Give me the Atlanta Braves. Okay. Give me the Braves. I've... Ooh, okay. I like I've it. Give the Braves too long. I bet against I like it. In second place, I think we're all kind of just the opposite of the last one. I'm going the Mets. Mets. Okay, okay, we're all on the same page there. And then I would assume there's no surprises for the rest of the division. Yeah, this should Third be place. This should be Phillies. This should be Marlins, Phillies, Nats. <laughs> okay. no, no, Phillies, Phillies, Marlins, Nats. Yes, that's what I went. Um, didn't you put the Marlins really high last year, Adam? <laughs> I did. Um, no. Oh, no, I did. I was about to say, I remember someone putting the Marlins really high, and I was just... I wanted to believe so hard. It's really funny. <laughs> last last year, I, I really got the, the, the label of hot take maker with the with the rangers but really noah's the one who had some straight up out of line takes yeah (laughs) because my whole like philosophy is sometimes well i just go against what i think uh but then also it's like i want to i i know i'm going to be wrong about something so i want to try and be wrong about the right thing marlins i was just trying to put good vibes in the air and it didn't work out hey you know what that's fair yeah so let's start with the Braves. We could start with the Braves, sure. I mean, when you start with the Braves, you have to talk about that lineup, right? Just young studs that are all on long contracts. So according to Fangraphs, we have Ronald Acuna Jr., Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, Michael Harris II, Ozzy Albies, Sean Murphy, Eddie Oakland Rosario. Legend. Oh, yeah, my bad. And yeah, Orlando just- Arcia. There's just yeah. a couple Oakland legends up and down this lineup. Well, no, actually, they just called up Sean Murphy from their minor league team, uh, the Oakland Athletics, and then signed him to, oh. you know, signed him to. That, a- that is that is quite wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this lineup is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's really solid. Lost, they lost Dansby Swanson, which was a big loss, I think. Even Adam Duvall left, which I mean, those aren't players you're happy to let go but i mean did the lineup get that much worse like yeah orlando arcy is definitely a step down from dansby swanson but i don't think it'll affect the overall lineup that much yeah i mean like they really didn't do anything major they're they're pretty much you know giving the vibe of like hey we think we're still in it with who we've got and like it's hard to argue it 
they super do. They extend all of their guys, you know, except for Dansby, really. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's really hard to argue with what the with what the Braves have put together. Yeah, the the only I think concerning part as of right now is the rotation. You look at Fangraphs; there's only four starting pitchers <laughs> listed there. I think Soroka is expected to be coming Return back, early. you know, soon after opening day. But also, that's Mike Soroka, who hasn't pitched in what two or three years, so you have no idea what you're getting. Twenty, I believe. Yeah, so that's interesting. And then it's a bunch of other guys where we'll see what they get out of that. And then you have Charlie Morton, who's thirty-nine and a half, and then but some studs in there and Strider and Freed. So it. That's why I was I was really getting pulled towards the Mets and um I don't know it's just I've bet against the Braves too many times in a row I'm just going to say you know what it's the Braves until it's not and maybe the Mets will dethrone them but they're just too proven uh Austin Riley does it every year maybe the most under the radar MVP candidate in the National League I feel like Every time someone talks about Austin Riley's numbers, they're like surprised by them when it's like, no, that's just what he does all the time. You know, like when you hear like 26. Yeah, it's he's ridiculous. Michael Harris coming back at you. And then everyone's like, well, they have Sean Murphy and Travis Darno. It's like, okay, cool. A lot of a lot of teams don't have one catcher of that caliber. So let's just have two, you know, and then if Marcel's not doing it, we'll just slot Darno into that DH sometimes Murphy in there. And they'll figure it out. If I think if you have two really good catchers, that's incredible. Never a problem. Uh, you, I mean, catchers. Ideally, you don't even really want your catchers having to catch every day. So it's good that you can rotate catchers and not go it's, down defense or offensively. That's the that's, so that's been the huge. That was, that's been the Blue Jays method for the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, this starting rotation is definitely the biggest worry because you look at like the three you mentioned, Max Fried, Strider, Morton. You're comfortable with those guys. And then the fourth guy, Schuster, is their number one prospect. Right. So what is yeah. he going to be? It'll... I don't believe he pitched last year. Uh, no. Could be wrong. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Hopefully you get Soroka back and then Kyle Wright is lingering. I don't really know when he is expected back. And the same with Hugh Oscar Yanoa. I know he had Tommy John, so we'll see when he comes back. But he's also another interesting guy. He also, likely Glacio, he likely won't be back this year. Okay, and then Iglesias is also down there, uh, injured right now. That's an interesting piece for the bullpen. Yep. Yeah, I mean they they lost uh, Kenley, who I know the numbers looked a little inflated, but uh, that was kind of towards the end of the season faded quite a bit but had a really solid most of the season for them and racked up a lot of saves and uh so it will be interesting to see how they operate without him but we'll be fine aj minter aj minter is an absolute dog they will be (laughs) a-okay well yeah i mean dog but still who's going to be taking aj minter's old role but it looks like they got a lot of uh, quality in there and Joe Jimenez, Colin McHugh, Kirby Yates coming back, Nick Anderson yep. coming back. So you feel good about it, but that's maybe one thing where it's just the pitching overall. They just need it just needs to take shape uh, over that first forty to fifty games, and then it looks like it's got some solid, you know, 
structure to it, then you really believe in this team to be able to take that division. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. this this top of this division is going to be so close. Yeah, and speaking of that, let's go on to the next team. Uh, the New York Mets yes, had a very interesting offseason. I mean, they were involved in multiple big names. Like, they apparently off- made an offer on Aaron Judge, I believe. Am I wrong Never, in saying that? I think 30 teams made an offer on Aaron Judge, <laughs> let's be honest. Fair enough. And like the San Francisco Giants, they agreed to a contract with Carlos Correa who then failed a physical and did not end up in New York. So that is interesting. They lost quite a few guys, excuse me, from Chris Bassett to Taiwan Walker to the biggest pitcher they had, Jacob deGrom. Yeah, but Uh, then they replaced it with Justin Furlander. (laughs) And Kodai Senga. And Kodai Senga, who looks awesome. He had a great tournament in the WBC for Japan. Yeah. No, he didn't. Uh, No, he didn't. I lied. Um, No, he didn't go. He's been doing oh. really well in spring training, though. Yeah, dude, what am I? I don't know That's what you're talking about. You did have uh, a zero ERA in the WBC. Dude, yeah. he was a really good top tier. Great performance, even though he didn't perform. Um, <laughs> so this starting rotation, I mean, they still have Max Scherzer. So going from Justin Verlander to Max Scherzer is a one-two punch. Absolutely insane. We will see what Kode Senga does because yes. we have not seen him recently in the WBC. And then you have Carlos Carrasco there and David Peterson. They also signed Jose Quintana, who's hurt. Yep. Um, no, this, yeah, ro- this rotation's awesome. Um, yeah. I, I think Kodai Senga's going to be really good. He's looked pretty stinking awesome in spring training. Um, you know Verlander is going to be good. It doesn't matter how old he is. He's going to pitch like an absolute monster. Scherzer's good. Carrasco's good. I I love the Mets rotation. Um, that's that's a group of guys who the whoever ends up being their fifth guy would have been like half the league. It would have been their two or three guy. Like yeah, it's such a strong rotation all the way through. And you mentioned uh, Scherzer Verlander one two punch. Actually, the one three punch because I think just today announced that they're gonna go Scherzer and then either David Peterson or Tyler McGill two and then Verlander three. I think. Ideally, if you have like Peterson in that second spot, you go righty, lefty, righty, just yep. to really throw, kind of throw off the uh, the team, so you're not kind of getting that similar right-handed uh, dominant power pitcher back to back in Scherzer Verlander. Yep. Um, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, well, great come lineup. Playoff too. time. <laughs> oh yeah. It's... Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then obviously on the other side of the wall, this this batting lineup really pretty good. Um, you know, Nemo, Starling Marte, Francisco Lindor, Pete Alonso make up a really, really solid top of the order. Jeff McNeil is really good. Canna, uh, Oakland legend, Mark Canna. Uh, Daniel Vogelback, who I think will be an interesting one to watch uh, now that the shift is gone. Um, might see some some uptick from him. Eduardo Escobar, Omar Narvaez, like, Mets have a solid order now. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, a couple years ago, that they couldn't. They couldn't buy a hit for a Degrom start, um, but uh, now they're now they're really uh, they're really prepped to do some serious damage. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, Eduardo Escobar, an incredible finish to the season last year after having a overall pretty mediocre year. We'll see if he could pick up where he left off, and if not, you know, Brett Beatty's waiting in the wings right there. And I think the one thing that always sticks out to me when I look at the Mets lineup is just like having Mark Hanna in there at the lower half. 
is so valuable. Mark Canna would be a super valuable leadoff hitter on a lot of teams in baseball. And just being able to put him anywhere six through nine for your team, that's just Dude, same with same with Jeff McNeil. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a that is such an insane like player to have in the middle of your lineup, a dude who who's on base was a three eighty two last year. Like he constantly on. Yeah. Yeah. That's and wild just, to have in the middle. You know, Lindor and Alonzo, I know we, we do a lot of advanced stats and stuff on this show, but you know, back to back guys in your lineup that had well over a hundred RBI last year, that I don't care what you what your baseball philosophies are that's some real deal news right there when you're talking about a shortstop and then a first i mean first baseman you kind of expect it a little bit more but back to back 100 rbis that's yeah that's legit yeah that's huge i i feel like i've always been the most negative person about the new york mets like i've just never really completely believed in them over the past two years of us doing the podcast also shout out the two-year anniversary was recently from when we started the podcast. Love Aww. that. Cute. <laughs> well, the two-year anniversary with Adam is coming soon. Cause, uh... Yeah. <laughs> I think but, it might uh... be today. Probably. Aww. Something like that. Who knows? Who cares? Who knows? Okay. But, oh, yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. The bullpen for me isn't, I don't know. Like, it has decent projections. I just, like couple of the names I don't fully believe in. We'll see. I don't recognize a couple is, of the names. It is an aging bullpen for sure, but none of these guys are total slouches. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how they handle closing, um, whether yeah. out of whether out of Vino sort of moves into a closer role or obviously Fangrass has it listed as David Robertson. Um, in case you missed it, Edwin Diaz will not be playing this year. He is a uh, Taurus Pateller. That was the knee injury in the WBC. Um, obviously, losing your closer sucks, especially when it's arguably the best closer in baseball. But if you couldn't win the division without him, you weren't going to really win it with him. So it's sucks, but I, th I think the Mets still... I think they're still the best team here in the NL East, at least. I Here's my bullpen prediction for the Mets. Um... So there's some talk about maybe Tyler McGill or David Peterson being in the rotation right now. Fangrass has it as David Peterson. Remember Tyler McGill, just all the hype at the start of last year, just explosive fastball, and then it kind of really fell off. Maybe that's someone that moves to the bullpen and just, I think I could see him dominating out of the bullpen. So maybe hmm. that's a really valuable piece for them. Though I think they, you know, him still being young, they want to try and stretch him out as a starter. But that's just something that came to mind. A little Tyler McGill coming out hmm. of the bullpen, dominating. Yeah, could be, could be a thing that happens. Also, Dude, this team also. Sorry, this team also has Joey Lucchese on in the minor leagues, who had a couple yeah. of decent seasons with San Diego. That's interesting. We'll see. We'll. See. I mean, he'll probably get some starts, but we'll see. Yeah, um, that just surprised me. I didn't realize he was in New York. <laughs> anything uh, else with the Mets? Because there was one thing about the Braves that I did want to talk about as well. Oh. Sure. Let's head back to the Go Braves. Um, Orlando Arcia uh, is going to be the starting shortstop for them opening day and to start. Um, there's been a lot of talk about him versus Von Grisham, uh, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I think for me, it's, you know, the Braves, they got a great lineup. 
gives Orlando Arcia better defense there, gives uh, Grissom some time to <laughs> season, if you will, uh, get some defensive reps, and also just gives Grissom some time to just get mad and focused before they call him up, and then he just does the whole Braves thing where he dominates. Uh, that's my take on it, but are any of you really thinking that the Braves sh- should have Grissom on this roster right now? Uh, I mean, I didn't see what his spring training stats are. I think starting with Orlando RC is not a bad idea. I mean, he's been with Milwaukee for a long time. He's played a lot of games. He has his experience. You know he will be comfortable in kind of whatever role that is. Defensively, he's definitely better than he is offensively. But, I mean, that might not be a bad thing for this Braves team. They can hit. They don't really need someone who's an offensive first guy at short. They need someone who's not going to make the mistake. And not to say Von Grisham will come in and make a bunch of errors at short. That's not what I'm saying. It just, you know what Arcia is. And Von Grisham will probably see at some point this year. But I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking. What do you think, Adam? No, I mean, that's, that's, about, that's about where I'm at. There's nothing wrong with starting your season off with a known quantity. Um, getting a better feel out for your heir apparent. And then maybe pulling him in later. Nothing wrong with that. All right, cool. Well, now on to the Philadelphia Phillies, who just a couple weeks ago, I was really toying with the idea of saying this team is going to win the division in spite of the Bryce Harper injury. But then some more stuff has um, been added to that plate. So I guess I'll start with some of the injured list because that's really the maiden story here. Reese Hoskins just this week tore his ACL. Absolutely tragic on his uh, walk year. Uh, Bryce Harper got his Tommy John surgery, so he's going to be uh, out for, I think, about half the year or so, if not more. Uh, then Ranger Suarez it says here, forearm tightness, which you never love to hear in spring training. Uh, and, and yeah, those are three huge names, uh, names that were hu- like uh, immense for them in that playoff run. And it kind of leaves them in a strange position, but still an incredible batting lineup. Brian, do you want to tell us about this this one through nine? Yeah, I mean, I think the place we should have started with the Phillies is they signed Trey Turner. Yep. Oh, yeah. Who's Huge. like an absolute stud. I mean, we saw him just completely go off in the WBC. This time, I'm actually sure he played in the WBC. <laughs> yeah, he had one off of Senga, actually. <laughs> oh okay <laughs> but uh yeah no trey turner if he can take any of the momentum he created in wbc into the season he's gonna be off to a hot start and you have kyle schwarber also in the wbc gta real muto also in the wbc this team had a lot of wbc players on it uh first baseman Derek hall not sure i know who that is but good yeah so he's slotted in because of reese hoskins i imagine right but there's also some word that uh phillies might be testing at castellanos at first which could be interesting um he used to play first i believe when he was younger because didn't he play come up as a third baseman yeah i think he he was a corner guy for a while third first yes so he has some experience there that could be interesting and honestly if he could do that confidently, that might not be such a bad thing because he's not great in the outfield defensively. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it all the time last year that this team defensively was awful last year, especially after Bryce Harper got hurt. I mean, this was not an entertaining team to watch in the outfield. You got Bryson Stott at second, Alec Bohm at third. 
were they playing second and third for the Phillies last year? Uh, Stott by at the end of the year, yes. Okay. Or maybe Stott was playing a little shortstop. Forget. Did the Phillies lose someone? I just feel like this lineup is. Oh, they lost Gene Segura. Gene yeah, Segura. So well, it's funny because I was saying the one through nine, but then with with the Harper and Hoskins injury, that really thins it out a bit, and then losing Segura. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so this this lineup, I mean, after the injuries, like I definitely don't like. Dude, the Phillies had a great playoffs last year, right? Yeah. Phenomenal time. I mean, they were the talk of the playoffs. Uh, but just losing those guys, I don't see them finishing higher than third. And honestly, depending how long Harper's out, I could maybe see the Marlins catching them. Is that wild yeah. to say? I mean, Marlins have some positive momentum. They got gold glove jazz and center. We'll get to them. but Yeah, yeah, we'll get to them. But... This Phillies team, uh, I mean, their starting rotation is going to be good, right? Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, yep. Bailey Falter, and then Matt Strom. That's a Matt solid rotation. Matt Strom is interesting to me. He hasn't started yeah. in a while. I was surprised to see that. That tells me that they're pretty nervous about the Ranger Suarez forearm tightness. Uh, but we'll see if Strom can do it. I mean, it, it'll it be interesting how long uh, Ranger Suarez is actually out. This team definitely could do with some pitching depth. I mean, they lost Noah Syndergaard and Kyle Gibson and Zach Eflin, all oh, guys who gave him starts last year. Andrew Painter. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. He'll be coming up at some point. Uh, he's the number one pitching prospect in baseball, right? Yeah, he's nasty. Yeah. There's oh, he's currently listed maybe. as injured. Uh, he's <laughs> well, too nasty what... for his own good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what his injury is. But uh, I, I still feel like as long as it, I mean, if it was something significant, we would have heard about it. So I assume he shouldn't be out that long. So we will definitely see him at some point this year. I feel like if they need pitching help, but he's yeah. only 19, man. Yeah, he's a crazy, crazy prospect. Um, I think this bullpen Number is actually five in baseball. Ooh. That's wild. I think this bullpen is actually pretty sneaky good. Um, it was not good <laughs> last year. Not nearly as good as it could have been. <laughs> still, still, yeah, till the playoffs, and then they then they were really solid. But yeah, bring in Craig Kimbrell, who who knows what Craig Kimbrell is going to be. Um, but Gregory Soto is an awesome pull in, I think. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Junior Marte will be just Dude. some filler. But Junior Marte low key is nasty, though. He pitched a couple like a good amount last year for the Giants. Yeah, he like he's he has his off nights, but when he's on, he's completely nasty. So, I mean, he's still pretty young, 28. So they can kind of rein him in and get him a little more consistent. And he could be a good piece for them. Yeah, then that'd be that'd be awesome. And then Alvarado and Sir Anthony Dominguez is your sort of setup Nasty. closer. Nasty. And then With obviously yeah. laying around. <laughs> yeah, and then you just happen to have Kimbrell as well. And then Matt Strom, obviously, like we said, might be yeah. starting. But obviously, if Ranger Suarez is coming back, Matt Strom is going to be in that bullpen, and that's going to be really good too. Actually, so, this is a good bullpen. It is a good bullpen. I know. Yeah, and I know uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez really found himself at the end of last year, and I just saw his most recent spring outing against the blue jays and that man that fastball is just explosive and then that slider just absolutely dies on you it's he looks just as good as where he left off last year so excited to see him continue to pitch yeah nice but uh, anything else with the phillies no i was gonna say i want to want to talk about the other team i'm just excited to see one of your favorite teams this is one of my favorite teams I, my... I actually think yeah. Oh, go for it. The Miami Marlins have like one of the most like interesting things going on this year to me. But you can continue with your point. I'll come back to mine. 
I am pumped about the Miami Marlins. I still put them fourth because, let's be honest, it's still the Marlins. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they pull in Luis Arias, so you get yourself a batting champ to, to lead off your order, um, which should help them a lot because that team could not hit to save their lives otherwise. Um, they pull in Gene Segura. He'll probably be playing third. Jazz Chisholm's going to be out in the outfield. Um, so as far as batting orders are concerned, the Marlins are still not great, but they are better, which is good. Um, and as far as pitching, pretty much the same group of people. The only difference is they obviously traded away Pablo Lopez and they'll replace him with Johnny Cueto. Um, so Cueto will probably hold down the, the back end of that rotation, but you still get Sandy Alcantara. You still get Edward Cabrera, Jesus Lazardo, Trevor Rogers, and maybe Sixto Sanchez? I feel like you can't expect... You can't expect Sixto until he's there. <laughs> question, question mark? Yeah. yeah. Sixto Sanchez is one of those, like, I'll believe it when I see him on a mound. Um, Another guy who hasn't pitched since 2020, I believe. Yeah. And like but Mike was Soroka. but was one of Nasty. the, like, like when he was coming up as a prospect. I mean, technically, I mean, he's like 24 when he was coming up as a prospect. He was the um, main piece in the Robusto trade. Yeah, he was that dude. And so this rotation is still pretty stinking nasty. Um, but the bats still going to be the biggest question mark. Um, the bullpen is okay. Um, I, I just think it's a fun team. The Marlins are fun. They're, they're one of those teams that like, they might not get 500, but they're fun. It's interesting. Uh, one thing, one take that I've heard on the, the Marlins and I, there's a lot to be excited about and have some fun with. I think, Yuli Gurriel is going to be looking mm-hmm. to have a bounce back season and take that job from Garrett Cooper. Um, that would be interesting. <laughs> but uh, the one thing that people say is you want to be strong up the middle defensively. You want to be strong up the middle. Well, let's look at the Marlins middle up uh, middle defensively. You have Luis Arise, who played first base mostly last year and is, you know, a, probably slightly below average second baseman defensively. You have Joey Wendell, who I'm comfortable with, you know, filling in at shortstop, but I don't know if that's an everyday shortstop. I love me some Joey Wendell. And then you have better at second or third. Yeah. You have Jazz Chisholm Jr. in center field, who's never played the position before. (laughs) So that's your up the middle. And then you have Gene Segura at third, who has his uh, notoriety defensively, for better or worse. Uh, And then (laughs) Avisnail Garcia, good arm in right field, but is at the most range. Uh, So. Some people are saying it's like it's kind of like the Phillies where it's like, let's hit a bunch of home runs and not play defense. But the Marlins just forgot about the home run part. (laughs) (laughs) But some optimism. Uh, I think Jazz could do anything he sets his mind to. He's tweeting about all the haters already and how he's going to play 155 games. Uh, Jorge Soler and Avisal Garcia just have to have bounce back years. Avisal Garcia's. On a Avisel Garcia is also on like a four year, uh, good year, bad year trend, and so it's supposed to be a good year. <laughs> um, so yeah, they got that going for them, but there's definitely some concern here. But come on, let's just let's let's have some at least early season excitement in Miami. Oh, yeah, and as yeah. we saw in the WBC, it yeah. can be an electric environment, and yeah. To and, get back where I started, yeah. just real quick. The jazz, like what I was alluding to about like one of the things I'm most interested to this season is Jazz Chisholm playing center field. How does that work? Does it go well? 
they have Jesus Sanchez on their bench, who was their center fielder last year. I mean, there's a solid chance we see him yeah. <laughs> at playing a good amount of center field. Like, it does it get to a point where you're like, okay, defensively, this isn't working. You can move Jazz Chisholm back to shortstop or second base. Can Jazz Chisholm play shortstop? That's my real question. Jazz, why, Jazz, why can, is he playing second? Jazz yeah. can and will do anything that that management yeah. tells him to. <laughs> like, if it means I, playing baseball, he'll play baseball. Yes, this is true. But like, it just they brought him up as a second baseman instead of shortstop, and yep. like, I don't know, just his athletic profile. Maybe they don't think he has the arm for short, but that would be very interesting. It's just, but it, like, you would have to think if they put Jazz at short. And then had Segura and Wendell platoon third. You're feeling a lot better about this infield. Like, is Garrett Cooper really that important to your team that yeah. it's making you bend your your like quote franchise and they'll be the show cover you know, player to the outfield? Is Dude, you know that important? You could just keep Luis Arise where he was playing fine on in Minnesota. Keep Jazz at second or short. Put Wendell at second. You know it. It's, Guys, I, I figured it out. I know what the Marlins' problem is. All of this stems from when they got rid of Joe Panic, who could play all of these positions. Uh -oh. <laughs> Joe Panic is what the Shout Marlins need. The Marlins need Joe Panic back. I mean, I would argue if you added Joe Panic to this mix, it would only make it worse. <laughs> But he can ball. play all of those positions. <laughs> yeah. And then another thing when I'm looking at this team is Johnny Cueto. I, I don't know if I believe. Him. What is Johnny oh, Cueto? I believe. I, I love I love Johnny Cueto. His time with the Giants. Look, dude. Amazing. Johnny... I would send Noah all the dumb little Johnny Cueto memes I saw on Twitter, including him being tiny. I feel like you guys are. I feel like you're forgetting that Johnny Cueto was freaking good last yeah, year. Incredible, I, incredible. I didn't he pitched believe in a, it. While he pitched he was a hundred. He pitched a hundred fifty-eight and a third with a three-three-five ERA. The dude was freaking good. Yeah. And some we'll other see. other fun stuff. Former Oakland A's legend AJ Puck going to be nasty in yeah. the bullpen. Uh, oh, Matt so Barnes yeah. going to be nasty in the bullpen. I mean, they got some nasty arms in the, the pen. The bullpen needed a lot of help, <laughs> and they yeah. got a decent amount of it. So, yeah. I, I, look, I think the Marlins are going to be fun. I think that they're obviously not going to win That's this. A division. nice way of saying they're not good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, be fun. I'm no. Like... Okay, you know what? It is a nice way to say that they're not going to be good because the team yeah. that I'm we're going to talk about after the Marlins, I'm not going to be not nice fun. about. <laughs> they're not going to be fun. <laughs> okay. Well, are we done talking about the Marlins? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, I will say this. <laughs> yeah. No. I yeah. I mean, say this about the Nationals. When I looked at their roster, I was like, there are more people on this lineup that I recognize and I'm like, oh, they could have a decent season than uh -huh. I thought. It's going to be a bad overall season for oh, the Nationals. Yeah. But there's going to be some maybe young guys taking a step forward and maybe veteran guys having some good seasons and getting traded. Yeah. So so okay. my notes Over for the under my my Patrick notes Corbin's ERA. Oh, sorry. Uh, my notes for the Nationals says this team sucks. Yeah, that is the end of my notes for the Nationals. They, they have some intriguing pieces. They really yeah. do. But uh, over under on Patrick Corbin's ERA being four point seven. Oh, I, I'm too nice. I gotta say under. I gotta say. 
I gotta say on I please. I'm gonna say over. Corbin Corbin so was just, really just to good. Off his ERA the last two years is yeah, a six point yeah. three and a five point eight. Yeah, no. Corbin was good in Arizona. And then Washington. Yeah, he, his first then, year in Washington was amazing. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah, and then since then he's been bad. Yeah, and then since then he's been not good. I yeah, I think that Mackenzie Gore will probably just outright be their best pitcher. Um Ooh. I yeah, this starting rotation sucks though. It's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty bad. It's oh, it sucks. might be actually let me think. Is it the worst rotation in baseball? Because it's up there with two other ones, one other rotation that we're gonna also talk about today, and it might be worse than that one. Next question. Does Strasburg pitch this year? Oh. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I was I, You're telling I, me their two best players aren't gonna be good. Okay, I was <laughs> I was uh I took us to the pessimist corner with the Marlins. Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna be the optimist yeah. for the Nationals. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore, those are two guys that you know, you're I wanting believe. to take some steps forward. Josiah Gray hasn't shown it in MLB yet, but, you know, that's a guy with a lot of talent. You want to see him do something. And in this lineup, it's got, I mean, one through nine, you could hope on some of these guys. Lane Thomas uh, trying to take a big step forward. Dominic Smith, we've seen him do it. You know, he's just mm -hmm. been banged up or not had uh, consistent playing time. Joey Manessis went off in the WBC. Corey he Dickerson did in fact play in the WBC. Yeah, he played in the WBC. He did do that. In fact, Corey Dickerson, uh, we've seen him have good seasons. He's looking to get traded to a playoff team. Uh, <laughs> Heimer Candelario, uh, he brought all the vibes for Team DR. They didn't even get out of pool play, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, Kiever Ruiz, you know, that's a young stud. He's supposed to be a stud. To, looking to go for it. Um, and then Michael Chavis, the, out, the ice horse. Um, he's on there. He's going to be swinging as hard as he can. You know that. Um, and then I've always liked Trevor Williams, uh, but I just think he's the perfect like six starter long man. He's not a good, like <laughs> legit guy in your rotation. Uh, but I think Brian, you want to tell us about CJ Abrams? Yeah, I was going to say, he's probably the guy you have to be the most optimistic about in this lineup. I mean, he was the main piece in the Juan Soto trade. I believe that's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. And he, he's, I mean, he was a top prospect. He was a six overall pick in the draft. He was supposed to be elite. Didn't have the best MLB performances last year when he got called up with the Nationals. What can he do this year? He can help lead his team to 49 wins. <laughs> oh, is that your prediction? Yeah. Oh, my. That is. Oh, awful. yeah. I haven't I... said my win predictions for all of these teams. I can rifle through them real quick if you really is want. Disrespectful, though. No, I think they're going to win 49. I think the Marlins are at 78, Phillies are at 85, Braves 92, Mets 95. If we're if anyone's keeping score. How many did you have for the Phillies? 85. 85. Okay. I they were higher before like 2 days ago. The injuries. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, let me I'm trying to find something. So Here's what I have to say about the Nationals. This is going to be a little wild. Mm -hmm. um, whenever they play the Rockies in Colorado, tune oh, in for that. That's must-see TV. That. That's that must-see must TV. Be, you're going to see some balls hit a long way 
<laughs> you're gonna you're gonna see pitchers leave games with triple digit ERAs yeah. on the day. Yeah. <laughs> if if it's a Patrick Corbin versus uh, the big gom, the the big gom, <laughs> they're both gonna. <laughs> I love like, it. I feel so bad for our boy Patrick Corbin. Just he needs a mental reset. Oh my gosh! But nobody's April. thinking on that contract. Oh, it's a four gamer. April sixth through ninth. Oh, oh. The <laughs> Nationals, the Natties are coming to Colorado. Oh. Um. Yeah. Like there's, I mean, four games. There's a good shot Corbin's gonna be in there. Um. Yeah. That's... Maybe we'll have to do a little watch party. Yeah. That's beautiful. Do you know who's signed with the Nationals on a minor league contract currently? Oh, God. Who? Matt Adams, 34 years old. Shout out. Still huh. hanging around. Shout out, Matt Adams. Good for him. Oh, they also have the big prospect, Noah's favorite prospect, Jeter Downs. Jeter Downs. Woo. Is that going to be... Uh... Did, I rip off, did I rip off a scab there? No. I was... <laughs> okay. I've moved on. I don't feel anything. <laughs> Xander Bogarts is on the pod. <laughs> I don't care about Jeter Downs anymore. Um, he can't hurt you. Yeah, nothing can hurt me. Um, is that going to be the name of uh, this podcast? Shout out Matt Adams. Sean <laughs> Doolittle's on the Nationals. All right, we got to stop talking about bad players that are just on the Nationals. Now we got to have some people. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Hey, let's talk about. Wait, wait, yep. wait, wait. wait. NL East MVPs. Yeah, I have not decided yet. Cunha. Oh, that's a safe choice. I like it. I respect I, that's is it not though? a safe choice. Is that is Look not a safe choice. Seasons. Look at his recent seasons. He hasn't been MVP material. Cunha, but I'm still going Cunha. Hmm. I will go with a safe choice. I'm going to go Francisco Lindor, especially with the shifts gone. He's going <laughs> to absolutely shine. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with the safest choice. Trey Turner. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Like the dude lit the world on fire and like he might literally be walking into the season as the hottest baseball player on the planet Earth. Like he is he is attractive. Literal. I was like, gonna say he, he is, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. But like also just performance wise, just <laughs> you wanna hear nobody's something? hotter. You wanna hear something hilarious? Mm. I've been showing uh my I'm a teacher, my fifth grade students uh Oh, hey, post-podcast Adam here swooping in to save you from the absolutely terrible joke that Brian was just about to make. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to hand this back to Noah, and we can try again and continue with the rest of the episode and pretend that Brian just didn't say anything here. Don't mention it. Nothing happened. Thank you. Back to you, Noah. I've been showing my fifth grade students uh, WBC highlights, especially when it's been rainy days during recess. We'll just check out stuff. And I showed them the Trey Turner Grand Slam. And as he was like crossing home plate, the helmet's off and you could really see his face. One yeah. of my students shouted out, Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, my God, he does look like Tom Holland. Yeah, this kind of looks like Tom Holland. That is wild. All right. AL East, okay. the, now the best time. division in baseball. I got to stand up for these standings. <laughs> Dude, I still haven't decided who I'm putting in first. I have. 
the what I have written down is rogue. All right, my num my my first place in the AL East is the Yankees. Oh my! Yeah, I'm not gonna go with my rogue pick. I'm gonna take the Yankees. Oh come on! I'm gonna go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Ooh, Ooh I like it. Second place, I got the Jays. I have the Rays. I also have the Rays. Ooh. Oh, okay. I'm I'm on board. I have the Rays third. I have the Blue Jays third. I have the Red Sox third. Bro. Okay. I have the Orioles fourth. I have the Orioles fourth as well. I have the Yankees fourth. Yep. And then I have the Red Sox in last place. Yes, same. I um, got the Orioles last. A strong last. Wow. I I agree. I mean like I mean like a really strong. I mean like a slightly below 500 record last. Not like I have the that's that's what I have the Red Sox. I have the Red yeah. Sox a slightly below 500 last. This division's nuts. Yeah. Um where the hell do we even start? Uh the uh, Yankees. The Yankees? The Bronx Bombers? Yeah. The reigning champs. Yeah. Um, of the division. Yes, of, of the division. <laughs> yeah, definitely not the uh, World Series because the Astros still own them, it turns out. Um, it's actually unreal how much they get destroyed. Um, yeah, Aaron Judge is back. Um, Aaron Judge is yep. indeed back. And Carlos Rodon is going to be joining that rotation eventually. <laughs> Um, their rotation is kind of in a weird place right now because Rodon's injured, Luis Severino is injured, Frankie Montas, I think, is injured as well. Um, as well. Yeah, they're in a weird spot for their rotation, but I still think they'll be fine even without them. Um, I think there's still some question marks at shortstop, but I think those questions might be oh. slightly answered after this spring yeah. training. <laughs> Anthony Volpe is coming in and looks pretty good. Um they probably have the strongest rotation in baseball. I think it's somewhat not fair right now. It, not right now. Not when how it looks right when, now. When healthy, strongest rotation in baseball. Um, really, really solid bats. Obviously, um, Aaron Judge kind of insane. Stanton keeps having down years. I'm waiting for him to not have another down year. I think he figures it out a little bit more. Um, Lemayhew is still solid. Rizzo is still super solid. Glaber Torres had an underrated season as well. His Yankees bats are really, really good. Um, bullpen, I think, is pretty decent. Obviously, I, I know when we did um, some talks about some predictions way earlier, I said I think Clay Holmes will have a really good year this year. Um, man, the Yankees are just a really good team, which I hate. Yeah. I hate that they're so good. It's It's annoying. Yeah, and we'll see Harrison Bader back at some point. He's a, I think he's definitely a piece that kind of ties the lineup together. Uh, yep. It lets you not put Aaron Judge in center field where, I mean, you just don't want that extra wear and tear on your star's body. Uh, I personally think they have a Josh Donaldson-sized problem. Um, the Donaldson thing is weird. He, I don't know. Like, you can't really, you don't want to cut him and eat all that money. He's kind of impossible to trade. But he makes he creates some issues within the lineup where either Glaber or DJ is probably not playing. And that's not 
Like, I think those guys should be everyday players for the Yankees. It's kind of rough in that current state. Because one of them has to DH, and then if one of them's DHing, you have to have Stanton in the field, where Stanton doesn't always stay healthy when he has to play the field. It's just that Josh Donaldson playing third every day creates some issues with the consistency of the lineup. Uh, Oswaldo Cabrera off the bench, I think, is interesting. as And IKF gets too much hate last year. Like, I agree. He's not as bad as some Yankee fans or Twitter makes him out to be. Like, he's not a superstar player. Every player on your team can't be a superstar. But he does his job. I think having Cabrera and Kiner Fleff out in the same bench kind of makes things weird. They're the same. They're playing the same role, essentially. So, don't love that. Aaron Hicks every day. What is he in this modern day game? I don't know. (laughs) But Anthony Volpe, the kid from New Jersey, starting for the Yankees. Assuming on opening day, I'm assuming he's starting. You don't put him on the roster if he's not going to start, right? So that should be exciting. What is he? Does the pressure of being the young kid playing shortstop? The first one since Didi Gregorius. Who was the first hmm. one since Derek Jeter? <laughs> well, how does that pressure affect him? Does it affect him? Does he have a good season? Who knows? He's a big question mark. And yeah, the rotation's... uh. Not ideal, but I don't think Radon's going to be out long term. I think that's literally just going to be like a week. And I'm not sure about Severino or Montas's injuries, but yeah, long term, so, I'm not too worried about the the starting rotation. Sorry. Severino is like a mid sort of length injury, as in like a, maybe a few weeks, but we're not sure. Um, Montas, I think, might be slightly more. Serious? It's like the year for Montas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oof. Not ideal. They say he's supposed to still pitch this year, but who knows? Unlikely. Uh, but either so way, Noah even without that, was though, the lowest. Still good. Yeah, Noah was the lowest on this Yankees team. Yeah, you had him yeah, third. <laughs> I had them in fourth. Oh, yeah. What that's really? Low. I do legitimately think that. Any team in this division could end up in fifth. Uh, Fair. <laughs> I I think that if you were to ask me what's the most likely position that the Yankees fall under, I would say first. But and when I look at this team in general, it is there's just a lot of question marks for me. I may have been listening to too much talking Yanks recently, and they're especially John Boy, not always the <laughs> the most optimistic outlook on things. Um, very critical of their own. The team. people who hate the Yankees most are Yankees. It's just everyone in the AL East, including the Yankees. But here, <laughs> let's look at this. The Yankees' second half of the year were exactly 500, 35 and 35. They had an amazing start to the year. They also had Aaron Judge have debatably the greatest offensive season of all time. You got to assume that you're going <laughs> to lose what, maybe 20 home runs from Judge this year, which is hilarious because that still gives him 40-something. Yeah. Um, And Rizzo, you feel like, is going to be solid. But then, I mean, Glaber had a really decent year um, and then faltered a little bit at certain times. And you got some kids and people that you don't know what you're going to get. And then Garrett Cole, going to be great for you. 
Um, Nestor Cortez, you got to believe he's going to be really solid again. But other than that, you don't know. Domingo Herman has looked like a guy. He's probably going to be in the rotation. Uh, it's been on and off for him. Uh, and then you got Clark Schmidt, Johnny Brito. And then, oh, yeah, Nestor Cortez, it's just, it's just some forearm tightness. It'll be a few weeks. I've heard that with a lot of other pitchers before, and then it doesn't end up being that. Right. Especially with the guy that's had a, a huge injury uh, you know, track record in the past. And then Luis Severino, same thing. Uh, Frankie Montas out for the year. That's, you know, that's scary. And Harrison Bader has been a huge uh, impact for this Yankees whenever he's played. Just hasn't played too much. And it's just... There's a lot to be nervous about. Like, I really was just going to say, okay, I'm going to pick the Yankees as my first because that's the right thing to do. But then I looked at it, and it's just <laughs> like, you know, I knew I was going to put the Red Sox in third just because I believe in that team and, you know, want to put the good vibes out there. You might as well, you know, put the good vibes out if you believe in your team. Um, but, yeah, and it was just which team is going to be in fourth of those of those three. And the Yankees have me worried, um, especially with that Rodon injury, um, just because that's a strained forearm is <laughs> never a good sounding injury if you're a pitcher. I know there's some hope around it, but I heard that same thing with David Price a few years ago and heard it with some other pitchers along the way too. And um, yeah, let's just see this offense get it done because, you know, I really like DJ, Judge, and Rizzo. But outside of that, it's a lot of guys that need to prove it again. Yep. Um, but as I said, if I'm put on my logic hat, I'd say that out of the five spots in the division, they're most likely to end up in first. But in my predictions, they're fourth, baby. Crazy. I feel like that's kind of similar to how I felt about the Dodgers, right? Like, obviously, there's sure. a place where they're most likely to fill, uh, end up, but that's not where I'm going to put them. Uh. I just I think this Yankees team's really talented. I mean, I was of the three of us easily their biggest fan all of last season. Yeah, I hard not hard think... to take that title. <laughs> yeah. They didn't lose really anyone of super significance. I would say probably the most significant guy they lost in terms of their roster construction was probably Jameson Tyone. Just because you could use that pitching depth. Andrew Benton. Um, Andrew Benintendi was also lost, but I don't think that hurt them too much. Carpenter, I don't know what he'll be this year. Um, I don't know, man. I'm still excited about this Yankees team. Like Everybody has some injury concerns early on. Obviously, it's hit them hard, but I think they'll figure it out. Yeah, I just, I mean, I just couldn't see the Blue Jays or Rays dropping to fourth. Though, as I said, I could see any of these teams being in fifth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't see any of the teams being all the teams being in first, but I can't see all of these teams dropping to fifth by the end of the year. I agree uh, with that. Yeah. Who do you guys want to go to next? Blue Jays. You guys both had them at second. I I had, had them second. first. I know I had them first. Oh yeah, and I had them third. So let's go to the Blue Jays next. Sure, sure. So you know what? You were or Adam's a Blue Jays fan. Let's start. With <laughs> him. Go for it. Wait, wait, wait. Before Adam breaks down the team, I did want to say. I want to start one thing with the Toronto Blue Jays. Watched a couple spring trainings, training games for them yep. uh, over the last few days. And um, we've lost a few absolutely real ones in the broadcast booth over these last two years. And it was just so pleasant to hear Buck Martinez's voice calling Toronto Blue Jays games. So I wanted to make sure that we started there. It's awesome to have you back, Buck, and just calling that Toronto baseball. Love, Buck. 
yeah. Um, as for the team, um, pick up Chris Bassett, which is a huge addition um, to that rotation. And outfield defense got way better. Uh, Kevin Kiermeyer comes in. Dalton Varsho comes in. You lose Lourdes Gurriel. You lose Teoscar Hernandez. So you trade a little bit of offensive firepower for infinitely better defense. Um, Brandon Belt will be a really interesting piece for the team. Probably holding down DH against righty starters. Um, Belt's going to hit 30 home runs this year. Hey, I'm, I'm, look, right now. I'm here for it, dude. Um, might play some games at first. Who knows? One of the biggest changes I'm interested in seeing how it really plays out, and it'll be hard to actually see how this plays out just because obviously we don't have this kind of access, but I'm interested to see what the sort of vibe shift is for the Jays. Um, the Jays were a really fun team as far as like very obviously having a ton of fun in the dugout, all that kind of stuff. And they've just picked up a bunch of guys who are veteran pieces who know when to be serious. And it was one of the biggest, uh, like, criticisms of the Jays come postseason last year was like these guys aren't taking it seriously enough they're having too much fun which you know makes you sound like an old man yelling at a cloud but at some point right they were sloppy too right that's the thing and so I think that what this new group of people coming in I think is going to help them do is like hey you now have guys in the clubhouse who know when to have fun and also know when to buckle down and, you know, get your job done. So I think that that's going to be really interesting. Um, as far as pitching goes, Manoa, I think, will still be really solid. Gossman will be really solid. Bassett will be really good as well. The biggest question marks are going to be Barrios and Kikuchi. Barrios, who knows? Um, stuff is still... <laughs> Literally, who knows? Seriously, dude. Stuff is still nasty. He just keeps getting hit. It does not make sense. Um you say Kikuchi has looked awesome in spring training, for what it's worth. Barrios um, hasn't had a good spring. I thought I saw some numbers that... He's had an okay spring. Back. He had a bad WBC. Oh, yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but if Kikuchi can keep doing what he's been doing in spring training, he is going to be really solid. He's made a couple wind-up adjustments and stuff, and he looks like he's going to be really good. Hyunjin Ryu is also slated to potentially come back late summer. He did Tommy John June of last year. So he he could come back and be a mid-year addition that is really, really good. Bullpen additions look really, really nice. Eric Swanson comes in from the from Seattle, part of that Teoscar trade. He'll be really nice buttoning down sort of that setup role, um, which is where the Jays lost a lot of games last year. Because Jordan Romano knows how to close games, but they they blew up a lot of games in the seventh and eighth innings. Um I would love to see Tim Meza and Adam Simber put up good seasons again. I really hope that some of the other relievers like Mitch White or Trevor Richards bounce back and look less bad. But I think with the way that the rest of this team looks, they're going to be really solid. Defensively, they're way better in the outfield. Um, They still have a ton of the flexibility. You've got two absolute stellar catchers. You've still got Espinal, who can play every position in the infield. Kevin Biggio, who can play infield and outfield and still one of the nastiest batting lineups in baseball that I barely even talked about because I have a feeling you guys will. Yeah, man. I I mean, I guess I was the lowest on this Blue Jays team, and obviously I just said Brandon Belt hitting 30 home runs this year is kind of my hot take. I mean, I think Brandon Belt without the brick wall and right field for the Giants might do some nasty work. I mean, he went off that brick wall so many times. So I would love a Belt 30 home run season, but then it's like, 
Matt Chapman hasn't been the same Matt Chapman since sewing up in Toronto. So what does he look like? Does he finally get comfortable and get it together? Whit Merrifield looked like a superstar in the making early on with Kansas City and has flamed off since then. Can he turn around and put on a really good season? Then I am not a fan of this bullpen. Really? Um, okay. I mean, they're not. I don't like that there's one lefty. That doesn't really make me super excited for any bullpen, just matchup wise. And in this division, like I think there's a couple nasty bullpens in this division. And I just think that's the one area if the Blue Jays really want to get better, they can look at. But Noah, you put them in first, so you take it away. Yeah, I mean, just out of those, you know, top teams, they seem like the surest bet to me. Uh, really great offensive lineup. I think they brought in some great guys and Kiermaier and Varsho who are just hard nose, you know, run everywhere in the outfield and get stuff, which maybe will take some pressure off Springer, but also might backfire and just inspire Springer even more to d- dive into walls <laughs> and everywhere. Uh, so that's something to look out for. Um, yeah, I think Vladdy, who had a very good season last year, is hungry for a lot more this year because he did not get to show up in round two of the WBC like he told everyone he would. Um, but yeah, I love the Varsho pickup, Kiermaier. And then this rotation does have potential to be best in division and one of the best in baseball. Obviously, the Berrios is a total wild card right now and Kikuchi as well, but... I've heard a lot of promising things about Kikuchi, and we saw him look really good in that last year in Seattle. If he could, can, if he could pick up that form, it would be awesome. And if Brios could just be anywhere near what he has been in the past, it's going to be awesome. And then Manoa and Gosman are just studs, and Chris Bassett is just, you know, every Wonderful. team would love to have Chris Bassett. Just take the ball every five days and give you a great performance. Um his bullpen does need to prove it a little bit, but I do feel pretty solid about it. You know, Eric Swanson, Jordan Romano, Anthony Bass, some good names in there. Um, Adam Simber. Uh, but yeah, they'll probably add some pieces as it goes on. They're going to be adding Chad Green coming back from Tommy John as the year goes on as well. And then Hyunjin Ryu will be fun. And I just think they're the surest bet. Uh, great bench, great offense, uh, really great outfield defense. And then adding some personalities to this team that are going to kind of tighten up that mentality. I still think they're going to have a lot of fun, but they're going to have fun while keeping each other accountable and not being comfortable being so sloppy as they were last year. Um, and I'm just really excited for this team. I I think Kevin Kiermaier is going to be a real leader and become an absolute fan favorite in Toronto. Yeah, I agree. I am pumped for this team. Yeah, and I mean, like, I put them in third place, but I can agree. They probably are currently the most well-rounded team. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they're it's up really there. It's really hard to say. It's really hard to say with this division. I mean, all these teams are good. Like, I put them in third place, but last year, third place was separated. It was separated by a lot because the Yankees yeah, did do a lot of winning last year. Of the season. But uh, I could see it being separated from first to third by less than 10 games. Yeah. I, I mean, that's pretty significant yeah i do just want to say i just because I, I pulled it up uh just now um kikuchi in spring training has pitched six times he's pitched 18 innings he has a one era spring training stats are always no, so it's weird always weird for me <laughs> it's always weird and i agree 
but he's also got more strikeouts than Manoa in less innings. So yeah, he's no, he's sure. he's I mean, looked something's been working. He's looked really good in spring training. So something has been working for him, and I think baseball is going to be interesting this year because just aside from certain teams, but as a game aspect with the lack of shift rules, mm-hmm. we saw a lot of teams pitching to contact for the last four or five years, and we're going to see a lot of teams go more strikeout oriented now that they can't just put guys in certain positions and make sure they're in the best positions to get out. Yep. Uh, we're going to see a lot more strikeout focused baseball, and that'll be interesting. There'll be guys who we've considered to be contact guys, just randomly starting to strike out guys. Yeah, this um, is, this is what's going to be really interesting to me about Hyunjin Ryu coming back because Ryu yeah. is that kind of pitcher. He is not a strikeout guy. He's a relatively low V low pitch to contact kind of guy. Yeah. But from what it sounds like coming out of the Ryu camp, he is rehabbing really well. He's also dropped a bunch of weight. So we could see a completely different Hyunjin Ryu. So you may if be he comes right. out and is just skinny, that'll be wild. Now, we could also see, we could also, and I hope this isn't what happens, we could also see the CC effect. The CC Sabathia effect. Skinny CC sucked. He was terrible. He was a straight up not good pitcher. And then he got fat again, and he was really good again. So who knows? Yeah, gotta do uh, what you gotta do. What team do you guys want to go talk about next? Um, I mean, I'm happy to go anywhere at this point. Let's go Tampa. I think they were the next highest team. Yeah, when you add them together, I had Tampa at second. Where did you guys have Tampa? I had Tampa at third. And you said second, Noah? Yeah, second. Okay. This was the team when I said I might go rogue for first place. I was thinking about putting the Rays in first. Uh, last year, they finished 86 and 76. To me, first place is between the Yankees, Blue Jays, and Rays. I don't see the Orioles or Red Sox having a real shot at first. Uh, but I agree with Noah that everyone could finish last. Um, this team is actually really young. If you look at the lineup, only two guys are above 30. The bench has nobody above 30. The rotation has one guy at 30. And the bullpen has two guys above 30. So this team's really young. I mean, I've never heard of half these guys in the bullpen, but it's the Rays. I can assure you they're good. <laughs> I feel like that's just how the Rays operate. Their bullpen's always pretty good. The same kind of goes with their rotation. I mean, they're top end of their rotation. McClanahan's nasty. Springs is solid. Rasmussen's solid. They're bringing in Zach Eflin anytime the Rays acquire someone. I think it's always worth a look. I mean, if the Rays call you to trade, I would hang up. I don't know how other teams approach that. <laughs> um, and then you have Shane Baz, Tyler Glass now. Who knows when they'll return, if they're returning. Baz, uh, I don't Baz have... if he returns, would be probably only for playoffs. He okay. went Tommy John yeah, pretty late. Late, yeah. Um, Glass now, who knows? We haven't seen for a while, right? He didn't pitch at all last year after the bone uh, stimulation. He did pitch no, last he year. did. He yeah, pitched he late last year. He pitched like two oh. games. And it was really good. Yeah. No, but he was solid. Now? Oh, a strained hopefully, oblique. Oh, hopefully we see him soon. I mean, Tyler Glass now and healthy is definitely in the top half of pitchers. He is dominant. Uh, yeah. And I'm a big Wander Frank- Franco fan. Love him. And Randy Rosarena. I think might bring the Rays some more viewers this year. Hopefully this team. They've always had good TV ratings. It's just no one shows up to their ballpark. Yeah. Uh, well, hopefully they just suppress like big players. I feel like <laughs> and Randy Rosarena deserves the attention. I mean, 
he lit the WBC on fire. Another guy I'm sure played in the WBC, along with Isaac Paredes, who were teammates. I think. Yes. Yeah, they, they both played teammates. for Mexico. Teammates in the WBC and out. But I mean, I just like the young potential of this lineup. It could crash and burn, though. So it could go the other way. What are your guys' opinions? Yeah, I think Eflin's really good. I think that's an awesome pull into the rotation, especially as they've been struggling with some injuries. Uh, Shane McClanahan's an absolute beast. Jeffrey Springs is really solid as well. Rasmussen is solid, but I'm not uh, 100% convinced that he's going to be as good as he was the last couple of years. We'll see. Um, Rotation's really solid. My biggest sort of concern with them is I just don't think that these bats are as good as the rest of the division. Um, They've got the weakest runs in the... They they had the lowest run scored in the division last year, and they did not change anything. Um, You can pitch all you want. You can have a great bullpen all you want, but you do have to score some runs. And when you've got teams like the Jays and Yankees and, and even the Red Sox and Orioles at this point um, who are just outright outscoring you, um, it's going to be tough for them to, to, I think, compete at... I just don't see them getting those top two spots. Um, That's fair. fair. But all of that being said, Rays are going to raise. They're going to get above 500 somehow. (laughs) They're just going to do it. Um, It doesn't doesn't really make sense. Um, But yeah, you're you're probably going to see, I don't know, you're going to see Brandon Lowe do really well probably for no reason. You're going to see Rosarena do well. I like Wander um, a lot as well. I think Jose Siri's one of my other favorite sort of younger players. He's been he's been pretty fun. Um, yeah, Rays are gonna raise. I don't think they've got it personally to to hold down a top spot in the division, but um, yeah. But I think as far as like you know, we're talking about like where where's like the the most likely sort of like lock for them. Where do you see them sort of holding it down? And I feel like the Rays are the gatekeeper. <laughs> like that's just that's the team. Yeah, well, for me, I think if you look head to toe from start starting pitcher, starting pitcher one to closer, uh, the most talented pitching group in this division, um, and the, probably the one that you trust the most, just because they're also the Rays. So it's gonna, like Brian said, there's gonna be a bunch of guys that you don't even know do awesome for them as well. Um, I think Yandy Diaz had uh, an overlooked season last year. Uh, 143 OPS plus 401 on base percentage was incredible for them. Actually got some MVP votes, uh, I think finished 20th in that, and was definitely deserving. He was amazing for them last year. Wander Franco was just never healthy, and now I'm already hearing stuff about his quad might miss opening day, so that doesn't make me feel great. Mm. Um, But I think you look at this lineup and you do see quality at bats the whole way through. Randy Arozarena made me laugh out loud so many times while watching the WBC just because he is pure personality in the absolute best way. And I just, it was so fun to watch. Brandon Lau is someone that we've seen be an all-star, like in that 2020 season, like even MVP caliber type guy uh, who's fallen off a bit, but he could get back there, be one of the best second basemen in baseball. And then, yeah, that five through nine, it's not, household names but guys that are gonna you know some of them are gonna pop home runs some of them are just gonna give you quality at bats uh, consistently and then i think it's gonna be really funny uh, really funny really fun to see uh jose siri 
man center field take that mantle from Kevin Kiermeyer and maybe even we'll see surpass him defensively because Jose Siri oh. is an absolute stud defensively he in center stud. field. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think this is a really solid team with a really solid organization behind them. Uh, another team that similar to the Braves, I've always just betted against too many times. So <laughs> I'm not going to bet against them this year. I think, I think second place is maybe a little bit high for them, but I definitely see it with this team just because they always got that dog in them. Um, oh. And that's with me not even thinking glass now is in the picture. Cause I know, yeah, he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. That's what everyone's saying. But am I confident we're going to get more than 40 innings pitched out of Tyler glass now this year? No, I am not confident in that. Uh, I, I hope sure we hope do, so. just so he could sign a big contract. That would be fun. I hope oh, we yeah. do such as just so I can look at him. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, man, Tam- I think Tampa being a young team is actually very interesting because I mean, they're probably the second youngest team. I don't know. How young is Toronto versus Baltimore? Do you mean in the division or in the Yeah, world? in the division. In the division, sorry. In the division. Because guards, baby. Guards are young. Yeah, dude, they're probably... Dude, Baltimore's young, too. But uh, they're they pretty young, kids. man. So Tampa Bay's going to be fun. <laughs> Tampa Bay's going to be a fun team to watch for this year. And if they can keep the group around, I mean, none of these guys are really free agents after this year in the lineup either. So it's going to be fun to watch this Tampa team kind of grow together. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and my parents are going to see the Red Sox play in St. Pete. They're going to go to the trot, baby. Ooh, nice. So, I mean, desirable location. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's Costco had a deal. They're going to be on the beach for most of the time. But most important thing that they're going to do is see the trot. Is show up and realize that it doesn't matter what ticket you bought. You can sit anywhere. Yeah. One thing I got to <laughs> say about the trot. You have real good odds to win the 50-50 raffle at the trot. <laughs> Literally 50-50. It's, yeah. it's yeah. not the 50-50 raffle as in you take 50% of the pot. It's 50-50 <laughs> as in it's you and the one other guy who is in the raffle. <laughs> and that one other guy is the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Oh, man. But that is fun. Who do you guys want to talk about next? I'm happy to go Noah, either way. Noah, you could talk about your boys. Okay. Why convince me and Adam that the Red Sox are not doo doo boo boo? I mean, they're just not. Look at this. You got okay. you got uh head to head competition from the WBC at first base. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> at first base. Um, yeah, he's on the first base team of the tournament. Who? Yu Chang. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. I mean, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the. I thought you were talking about Yoshida. Um, Let's talk about Yu Chang. Oh, but, Yoshida's on the team of the tournament too. Mm-hmm. Look at yeah. That. You got. Um, I mean, two guys battling for Rookie of the Year in Tristan Casas and Masataka Yoshida. I I think we all thought Yoshida was going to be the leadoff guy, but then Cora's like, I like this guy out of the cleanup spot, and then we saw him in the cleanup spot for Japan and absolutely just do damage he takes some big swings but then he gets two strikes on him and he just puts the ball in play no matter what and got some big hits just slapping the ball places or we saw him even just get the barrel and knock it out too i think he's gonna have well i think right around the power that he's projected on fan graphs but i think more power than people were making it sound when coming over alex verdugo's looking for a nice extension or a contract 
I think he's going to move forward this year. Really rough uh, first half of the season, but apparently he was dealing with a broken toe for a lot of that, that he just kept playing through. That second half, he really like lit the world on fire and was a, a great player for them. You have Devers, the $300 million man. Just a lot of great hitters here. Tristan Casas, he just destroys baseballs. It was a lot of fun. Reese McGuire has been solid for them. Uh, Christian Arroyo has, whenever he plays, he's really solid. Let's just hope he can be healthy. Um, That's my boy. Yeah, Rymel Tapia has been really fun uh, for them in spring. I think he's going to get on this roster and and do hope some so. stuff for them. Uh, my boy Robbie, stay ready, ref Snyder uh, in the outfield. And then, you know, maybe Bobby Dahlbeck's just pissed off. And he's like, you know what? Whenever I get some playing time, I'm just going to return to my 2021 second half form where him and Bryce Harper were like the two best hitters in baseball. Um, and then this rotation, uh, Garrett Whitlock supposed to be coming back a couple turns of the couple turns through the um, rotation. Uh, and then Brian Bayo as well, though, as I... If I'm being fair, said the same thing with Rodon. It says forearm tightness here. You never know, though. I've heard more about the Brian Bayo situation, and it sounds better, but you never know with that injury. Um, but I think Kluber's going to be okay. <laughs> um, Chris Sale, the numbers in spring don't look great, but he's looking healthy and he's getting it up to you know 95 to 97. And you know if that's the case, you feel good about that. And I think there's just some quality guys that could take big steps forward, but it's it's got to be a case of a lot of things going right, like especially with Brian Bayo, who's an electric arm, uh, getting healthy and doing good things, and then Garrett Whitlock. I'm not even I don't even know what to think of James Paxton anymore, but if he could get in there, that would be great too. But yeah, and then this bullpen is. You know, it's really shaped up since last year. You got Jansen in there, Chris Martin, and then John Schreiber had an awesome year last year. Now you get to kind of ha- give him a more consistent role instead of just throwing him out there whenever you're in trouble. Um, and then I think Josh Winkowski is a young guy for them that's been working a lot. Uh, he might end up being kind of a spot starter for them a bit. Uh, but maybe do some relief stuff. And I just really like this lineup. I think it's a really good lineup. I love Yoshida in there. And, uh, you know, with Kike and Turner, given the vibes, I think they're just absolutely ready to prove a lot of people wrong. They know people are doubting them. And you have, I mean, Chris Sale taking the mound every five days is going to be electric. He's he's a guy that we saw when he last pitched in the 21 playoffs. He had absolutely nothing, but somehow with Kyle Tucker at the dish with that wet noodle of an arm back then was able to hump it up to 97. And it's just the guy competes hard as hard, if not harder than anyone in baseball. And I'm so excited to see him healthy and back at it again. Um, And yeah, I like a lot of these pieces in the lineup as well. So give me the vibes. For the Red Sox uh, in third I mean, place, taking the wild card spot. Ooh, and a wild Crawford card. Throw, okay. Does Cutter Crawford throw a cutter? Yes, sir. It's nasty. Okay. I was about to say he has to be sent far away if Cutter Crawford. He had some really good uh, starts last year, too. Some like kind of up and down numbers, but both between like him uh, and Winkowski, those are two guys that you're hoping 
from the promise that they showed last year, they could kind of hone it and be that swing man for the Red Sox. Yeah, so I know you're loving them vibes, but uh, I'm just not getting them from this team. The rotation scares me, man. Like, you know Chris Sell's solid and Corey Kluber's solid, but they both have had their fair share of injury. Corey Kluber's not solid. I was going to say, I was like, I'm going to question on both of those. They they both have had their uh, injury issues. So it's hard to pencil them in for a full season. I'm just, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the starting rotation. And the lineup, I mean, with your top two shortstops hurt, not looking ideal. Uh, what are you talking Trevor about? Stories. Hernandez is my shortstop. <laughs> so, yeah, your shortstop's been playing outfield the last couple years, and you have 34-year-old Adam Duvall, historically a corner outfielder, playing center field. And I know he's played good in center, but like, how many games can he realistically give you out there? Now's the outfield defense going to look as a whole? Like, I, I don't know. I just. How long is Mondesi out for? Because I know Trevor Story's out for the season, right? Yeah, Mondesi, I think he's supposed to be coming back sometime early in the year. Last I heard. OK, so yeah, I think they're just kind of hoping that, you know, between him and Arroyo, two guys that have looked good when they're healthy, but haven't been able to put a whole season together, that they could just get a good season at second base from the two of those guys combined. Arroyo and who? Mondesi. So Mondesi's going to be playing second when healthy. That's yeah, I think that's what I've heard. Uh, or huh? Because I think they really like Kike at short, unless they you know trade for someone else to play that shortstop. There, they'll rotate people around a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I it's just hard for me to get on board with this Red Sox team. Uh, I mean, I think Yoshida, I mean, he looked great in the WBC. Like, he actually played in it, too. Um, <laughs> he looked great. Uh, what is Justin Turner at 38 years old? We're going to see. Obviously, Devers is going to be good. Verdugo, can he get it together? I don't know. I just, I, I have way too many questions about this Red Sox team to put them ahead of last. Yeah. I mean, I'm in a similar boat. Um. I think that they're going to probably show a bunch of flashes of greatness. I think this is definitely a lineup that definitely has that potential in it to to have games where they just they're super super stellar. Um but yeah, my my questions are all over the place. Kluber, we, you know, who knows? What Kluber do we get? He wasn't that good last year for the Rays. Um obviously he had a really good stretch. He had an amazing stretch in Cleveland and then was terrible and then didn't play at all for 2020 and then came back and he's just been okay. Chris Sale, um, I'd love to watch Chris Sale pitch really, really well. I like Chris Sale a lot, but we haven't seen him pitch a reasonable workload since 2019. So, and even then, it was he was just all right. Um, I hope he does well. I like him. Um, I'm still not sold on Tanner Houck or Nick Pavetta. Um, the starting lineup is, it's it, it just has a lot of questions for me. Um, I think the bullpen is also interesting. I think that their ability to close out games is probably going to be really good. Schreiber was pretty dang solid. Chris Martin, Kenley Jansen are also awesome pickups. My problem is if this starting pitching blows up, I've got no faith in their long relief. Um, they are completely unproven. These are all guys that are either 
later on in their careers and have never been that good or they are just starting. Um, so I'm pretty concerned that if if they're starting pitching falters, I don't know how they pick it up. Um, the bats could be really fun, though. I like Yoshida a lot. Justin Turner, probably going to be okay. Um, I hope Tapia makes the team, and I hope he gets some playing time. Tapia is really fun. Um, yeah, Devers will be good. All that jazz. I think Christian Royal will be still really solid. Um, Kike will be solid. But I just don't think that it's... Uh, I don't think it's going to be enough from from the Sox this year. It's just not much that gets me really excited for the season when I look at this team. And I think that's why I went with the Baltimore Orioles ahead of them, because I look at that roster and it just makes me smile a bit more than this one does. Unless <laughs> this team adds Yu Chang. Hey. I'm all aboard the Yu Chang hype train. Anything else we want to add for the Red Sox? Big wink, don't stink. Josh Winkowski taking us to the props. <laughs> <laughs> a homework assignment watch some brian bayo highlights nasty, right. one of the nastiest change-ups in baseball so hopefully he could take a huge step forward for them but yeah i mean let's just let's just get out there let's play some games let's have some fun get the vibes going immediately because they need a strong start because i saw some schedule stuff i forget but like around july or a little bit later in the year they have some crazy stretch where it's like going to the Dodgers, then going to the Astros and Yankees and stuff like that. So let's make the most of the beginning of the season as the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, all right. Baltimore Orioles, baby. I had them oh, in, yeah. I have them in fourth. I think, Brian, you also had them in fourth. Yeah. And Noah, you had them last. I had them in fifth, yes. So I'm down to talk Orioles. Um, I'm interested in this team a lot um i was talking about rotations being bad the orioles might have the worst rotation in baseball um they get kyle gibson who was not good for the phillies last year and he's penciled in as their ace that's bad that's not that you don't like that cole irvin uh also got picked up uh if your number two best pitcher on your team was on the athletics last year that's not good hey he's, hey, he's, he's out pretty good pitchers. cole irvin's fine but that's not where you want to be um, this rotation's not good. They don't instill any confidence in me. I'm a little scared for that rotation. Bullpen's okay. Felix Bautista's pretty awesome. Brian Baker's pretty good, too. Um, but the rest of it, eh, some question marks. The real fun for the Orioles is going to be the lineup. Um, Cedric Mullins is probably going to be a whole lot of fun to watch. Adley Rutschman is going to be so fun to watch for a full year. Um, as is Gunnar Henderson. Uh, we got to see a little tiny piece of him last year. Dude can play all over the infield. Um, I hope he play. He's a daily player. Um, Santander will be really fun. Ryan Mountcastle will be fun. Austin Hayes, Adam Frazier, Jorge Mateo. I like this Orioles batting lineup a lot. I think they're going to be sneaky really good. Um, I'm just scared that, <laughs> that their pitching is going to let them down. Dude. I, this is what I'm talking about, though. I look at this lineup and I get excited. Cedric Mullins, Adley Rushman, Anthony Santander, who had a phenomenal WBC tournament. Gunner Can we fact check that? Did he play in the WBC? He did. He did. He played good. He was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Sweat, You're right. I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Adam Frazier might have like he was really good in Pittsburgh and we didn't see him have a great year in Seattle where we were excited for him. So I would be excited for a bounce back there. 
it's just things to be excited about. John Means is supposed to return at the All-Star break, and he's probably their ace, so they are going to get a boost in the rotation. Maybe they look to trade and acquire another starting pitcher, and I think things look much different for this Baltimore Orioles team. I'm just excited about what they have bringing. Um, I'm always going to go for the team that's young and exciting over a team that I look at and have to figure out how things are going to work. So I think that's ultimately why I believed in this Orioles team over Boston. And man, dude, I would just love to see a breakout season for this Orioles team led by Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman, who's already fighting for the best catcher in baseball. Borderline award. He's borderline he's, MVP candidate. Yeah, he's not quite fully there yet, but he's definitely starting to like throw maybe some Hail Marys of his name into that conversation. But Noah... You put them last, correct? Yes, this is correct. I'm curious. I mean, this this rotation is just bad. It sucks. Like, <laughs> it's it's bad. Like okay, okay. The <laughs> the the Red Sox, you have to kind of squint your eyes and tilt your head, and you can be like, oh yeah, I could definitely see that rotation being solid. Yeah, in 2016, you can't, <laughs> you can't even do that with the Orioles. Like, I do like Cole Irvin. But he's like your best pitcher in my mind right now. Obviously, you have Grayson Rodriguez with the talent there, but you got to see him do it first. Um, and then Kyle Gibson just hasn't quite been good, but maybe with that huge left field, he could just get a lot of those home runs he was giving up to be fly balls. Um, but yeah, and then this lineup is exciting and fun. Uh, yeah, Cedric Mullins kind of had an underwhelming season last year, but we love him. Uh, Rutschman MVP candidate, San Santander, really underrated guy. Mount Castle can absolutely smack the ball when he's on it. And then just a lot of, you know, exciting guys that have had some good seasons. Austin Hayes as well. Um, but still not quite a, a surefire thing that those guys are all going to click. I, I, I feel like Cedric Mullins, you know, you're going to get, you know, Mm -hmm. 730 OPS or higher, uh, hopefully, you know, higher in that case. And then Rutschman, you feel good about. But outside of that, you got, you know, you got a lot of hope in that that lineup. But let's, you know, let's see him do it again. Um, they also have one, your boy legalized French in the minors. Yes, we have legalized French in the minors. So he's going to come up and just smack the ball. That's going to be great. They also have the mountain Felix Bautista as their closer. Ooh. That is fun. Um, and I what was I going to say, oh, here's one thing. I don't know if I've ever done this. I will guarantee something, uh, oh. perhaps for the first time oh. in nonstop baseball podcast history. I'm going to guarantee that the AL Rookie of the Year is coming out of the AL East uh, between Gunnar Henderson, oh, between Yoshida Casas, between all the Yankee shortstops. Volpe. Yeah. Like, it's coming out of the East, baby. AL Rookie of the Year. Let's see. I feel it like that's. I could see it. A, pretty. That's a pretty safe one. I would. It's a guarantee. Yeah, All right, yeah. Baby. guarantee. All right. I also uh, want to shout out about. Or do you have something else you want to say first? No. Jorge Mateo is a very yes. fun player to watch. I would say very underrated for sure. Um, what I wanted to say is the Orioles also have one of their top five prospects. Who's a 24 year old starting pitcher, DJ hall. So maybe we see him come up. Also, it has him here projected to pitch 70 innings on fan graphs. So they're definitely expecting him to come up. So that could be a little interesting addition. If you have another young pitcher, find his way. 
Yeah. Look, it, yeah. The the thing that I will say about the the Orioles, and this is why I'm a little a little higher on the Orioles as well over the Red Sox. Unlike the Red Sox, I think the Orioles have a very clear path to progression. Starting pitching. Everything else, you might be okay. But they've got yeah. a very, very clear path forward. Whereas the Red Sox have like kind of some weirder question marks of like, maybe these are still good. Maybe maybe they aren't though. Do we get starting pitching? We have good we have guys who know that they could be good, but we don't really who knows? So Red Sox have questions. Orioles have answers they just need to go do it yeah for me the red sox definitely have i have to convince myself more on the red sox being a good team this year than i do for the orioles yeah i mean i also will say it's not like there i have them i have them that far apart either (laughs) which is the which is the crazy thing like they're all still good Um, i mean it goes back to what we've been saying about this division any of them could finish last like if you told me any one of these teams just fell apart and finished last, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. It just is that way. Yeah. What is the team that is least likely to finish last? Jays. In this team? That's the Blue Jays. Yeah. I, that's the gut reaction. I would for say me. the Rays. Though also, it's me. just like the Rays. The Rays, yeah. the Rays just won't. It's true. They just don't. Though I, guess I think the Rays the are a lock for second or third place. Though, like, the Rays, if they started going really bad, they'd just be like, you know what? We could get some better players if we were just last, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the Jays are too well-rounded for it. Yeah, so do I. Um, makes, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. MV- who's, uh, who's your guys' AL East MVP? Ooh. This is a good question, because they could be anyone. I'm going to go. Yeah. With Adley Rushman, give me the catcher. I like it. See, I was thinking I had to go with someone from the Jays because they're in first, but probably my biggest surprise is obviously the Red Sox being in third. Sure. So I'm going to go. Let's let's go. AL Rookie of the Year as well, Masataka Yoshida. Ooh, wow. yeah, I like it. Don't worry. I'll pick a Jays player for you. <laughs> Give me George Springer. Oh, that's an Springer. Springer on the field, George. Springer gets yeah. to play. Okay. Okay. First off. No, I'm first not encouraging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, I was, no, I was going to say also, first off, he played 133 games last year. It's not like he was off the field that much. <laughs> he just yeah. DH'd for a lot of it. No, uh, I think he gets to play corner, corner outfield and DH a lot more. I think we get to see a lot more of him. He had a really good season last year, too. I think he goes, I think he's just even better with the new park dimensions. Give me, give Let's, me, give me George Springer, baby. Since Noah gave his uh, guarantee, let's also pick a rookie of the year for this division. Ooh, I got mine. Rookie well, of I guess the year you, is a I guess tough you already kind of picked yours. <laughs> You're picking the MVP of the division. He's probably going to be rookie of the year. If Gunnar Henderson still counts, I think it'd be him. He's definitely a rookie. I'm going to go with Anthony Volpe. I think it would be so dope to watch That'd be dope. him. That'd be an Just awesome storyline. season for New York. Yeah. Yeah. I, I will say not rookie of the year uh, just because he's been around for a while, but I, I did bring him up and I think that he'll have a breakout year this year. But Kevin Biggio, um, I hope so, man. I like yeah. Kevin a lot. Um, dude's super fun. Love Kevin. Uh, but I he, he's been he's been 
solid for a long time, and I th he's definitely shown like bits of like, oh yeah, he can definitely this dude can definitely take it another level up, and he just doesn't quite. Um, but yeah, Cabin, Cabin Biggio. Noah, you want to officially say yours, even though you kind of already said it. Unless well, yeah. I, well, when I predicted them, I told him he was going to be. Yeah. I told you he was going to be AL rookie of the year. Fair enough. Uh, Fair Yoshida, <laughs> but also Tristan Casas is incredible. Watch that guy. Watch those at bats. He might even be leadoff hitter with that OBP he's going to have, yeah. and just absolute tanks from him. But yeah, I love Gunnar Henderson as well. And I haven't watched much Volpe yet, but everything I heard, he looks like an absolute stud. So yeah, if you love rookies, you got to tune to this AL East. Right, if you love baseball, you got to tune into the AL yeah. East. This is true. This is true. And if you love uh, pitchers getting rocked, you got to tune into Nationals versus Rockies. Uh, <laughs> early. They don't call if, them the Rockies for nothing. And if you love baseball podcasts, you're in the right place. You are in the right place. And if you Back. love a group of group of dudes having fun in Seattle on opening day, eating don't some forget tenders. eating some tenders. Don't forget. To follow us, Twitter, Instagram at nonstopbbpod. We are going to be having the times of our lives. Let's go, J Rod. I want to see an opening day home run. Yeah, Ooh. I'm here for it. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's okay. Wait, wait. What do you want to see opening day, Adam? I want to see some. Want to see some tendies in my hands, dude. Oh, oh. oh I don't want to see Oh, we might see. need to talk about that after the pod. Oh, so I want to see some tendies. <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah, fries. Fries are good too. Fries are good too. But the tenders, are the, that's the dude. The I'm star looking of the at show. Seattle's roster breakdown. They yep. have a player listed as being from Portugal. That's Sick. dope. Go. I want to see. Uh, uh, let's see. Who do I want to see hit a home run? I want to see Colton Long hit a home run. Let's go. Diving no, play. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hit it with the quad. <laughs> you thought I wasn't going to say someone on the Guardians? You know who I want to see hit a home run? Kellenic. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Because I, I, want, I want to believe. I want to believe in Jared Kellenic. Well, I don't have to want to believe because I already believe in Andres Jimenez. Who's going to hit a bomb? Everyone's going to hit a bomb. We're going to see 18 different guys hit a home run. It's going to be insane. Oh, sick. <laughs> and we're going to watch both pitchers strike out every out. Oh, also, some fan feedback. Uh, Ethan loved it when you called Mike Trout Michael Trout. So we got <laughs> we got to start calling him Michael Trout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went a little bit rogue there. But we're going to watch Michael Zunino. Oh, Michael. <laughs> no. <laughs> Please stop. Yeah, dude. My favorite Blue Jays player, watch... Matthew Chapman. Oh, yeah, and God. Joshua Bell. <laughs> <laughs> it feels wrong. Joshua it's Bell. it's not right. <laughs> Christopher Bassett. <laughs> what about Zachary Plezak? <laughs> My favorite DH, Julio Daniel Martinez. <laughs> Oh, and with that, we'll see you next week for opening day. That's, that's going to be pumped. We're going to have awesome. real baseball to talk about next week. going to be oh. good. See you then. Later.